Welcome. I am your pastor, Pastor Omar Ellison with Salt and Light Covenant Church. Open up your hearts as we enter in to hear a word from the Lord. We've been coming out of Matthew 6 and 33. Amen. It's been saying real quick, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And we've come to find out what seek means. We have a good understanding of what he's talking about when he's saying seek ye first. We found out what first means. Amen. Make priority. First above all things. Uh, uh, valuing it at a greater and a higher level. Right. And that's simply what he's saying. He's saying just value his stuff more than what's going on in your life in a greater way. Right. And amen. It's saying the kingdom of God. And it says his righteousness. We understand what his righteousness is. His righteousness is just right standing, right alignment with him and what he has for us. Right. And all of these things have been done for us by way of Jesus Christ, and we give him the honor and the glory for doing it for us. Amen. But just because he has done all of these things for us, at the end of the day, you yourself individually have to receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. The gift is there for you, but you have to receive it. Amen. Make sense? So it's there. The, the, the buffet's there. The, the table is set, but you have to sit down and eat. Right. Amen. So that's what he's saying. He's saying, I've, I've set it all up for you. Amen. I've given you access. I've, I've set up the, the, the line. I've, I've, I've made the alignment by way of the spirit for you to have right standing with me. But you have to yourself believe and receive it and then yourself walk in it. And then he said this at the very end of this scripture. If you do these things, these two steps that I've asked you to do, watch this. He said, I'm going to do what? He's going to add most. He said, all these things shall be what? Added unto you. A beautiful promise. One of the most beautiful promises here that he set up for us in his word. Amen. A simple promise. It ain't much you got to do, but just believe it. And then go after it. And then let him just add to your life in a greater way. Amen. But as I was studying this and looking at this, something jumped out to me. It started talking about the kingdom of God. Right? And when we have to have a get a better understanding about the kingdom of God, then you start to say, well, what is the kingdom of God? Hey, man, what is what is a, a kingdom? It's good for us to have an understanding of what a kingdom is. That's why we've been touching on the kingdom. We talked about a kingdom. We talked about the different concepts and the understanding of what's in a kingdom and how a kingdom is ran. So because for you to understand the the word of God, you need to understand how a kingdom is ran. And in my studying and understanding this in a greater way, I've come to find out out a few things about understanding the kingdom in a greater way and the first thing we need to find out is that this word this constitution this bible is simply about a kingdom the whole bible is talking about a kingdom right and it's just not the kingdom by itself it's talking about a kingdom and its citizens Hallelujah. Kingdom and the children of that kingdom, the kingdom and the kids of that kingdom. Y'all remember growing up? Y'all remember the song? I'm a, I'm a king's kid. Y'all remember we used to do that back in the day? I'm a king's kid. Well, how many of us really believe? You know, it's just not something we say. We really believe that we're the kid, our kids of king, the king, the true and living king. Right. So we have to understand that this Bible is about a kingdom, not just the kingdom alone, the kingdom and its citizens. You have to understand that this Bible also is a book full of decrees. Now, decree means simply to divide, to separate and destroy. Right. And commandments, which is just the divine rule or we could simply say law. Right. Watch this now of just not anybody, but of the king of that kingdom. Right. So then you say, well, hold on, Pastor, you say decrees, you're dividing, you're separating and destroying. What are you dividing? He's saying, look, I'm making these decrees for you so you can follow my decrees because my decrees are going to separate you. It's going to divide you. It's going to destroy the works of Satan in your life in a greater way. But you have to receive them and then abide or other words, align your life 
according to my decrees. Not only do my decrees you have to follow, but you also have to follow the constitution, all of the commandments, all the rules, all the laws that I have set for, for my citizens, for my children. You don't have to question what my law is because you want to know the law or in other words, the will of the father you get in the constitution and the constitution will let you know what his will is for your life. The constitution will let you know how he wants you to go about living your life. The constitution will let you know how he wants to direct your life. The constitution will let you know how he sees you in this life. The constitution will let you know the authority that you have in this life. The constitution will reveal it all to you. All you have to do is take the time and get in it. Make sense? We also have to understand that this Bible, this constitution, this word details a plan of expanding what we call his invisible kingdom to the earth. I'm going to say that again. The Bible, the constitution, his word is it details a plan of his. A plan of his, of our, of our king, we're talking about our, our father. Watch this. To expand the invisible kingdom that we know exists to this visible earth. The whole time. See, see it's settled in heaven about who he is. But he's, he wants to expand that that invisible thing that's already settled here on earth through who? Through us, his citizens, his children. You, you see how this works? And that's what all this is about. So, but now if you, if you read this, try to read this with your intellect, your intellect is minute. It can't receive spiritual things. The Bible has already shared that with us, right? You have to receive this by way of the spirit. You have to receive this by faith. And it is faith alone and how you receive what all this has to say and you have to see it from the perspective of a kingdom and that can be very difficult for us who all our lives have grown up in a, in a system set up as a democracy a system set up to teach you a way of life that is totally opposite than a kingdom are y'all with me on this and this is why I understand even in a greater way he did the mind renovation series first because he says I need you to be able to renovate your mind I need to rebuild restructure the way you think and then right after that he says to talk to y'all about a kingdom and now what he's trying to do is shift your mind to understand how to operate, how to live, how to abide by way of kingdom standards, kingdom regulations, kingdom rule, kingdom mindset. Is this making sense? Right. And it's a shift for a lot of us, including myself. Now, don't don't get me wrong. This is it's we all shifting. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a, it's a process for us all because we've just been indoctrinated and trained in the wrong homeschool all our lives. Right. We've been looking at it. Uh, not to say that we looked at it the wrong way on purpose, but there's just certain pieces of the puzzle that we missed. And that's the thing about this Constitution. It's a big puzzle. And as you get different pieces, how many of us used to doing puzzles back in the day? Used to do puzzles. How many of us started off with the little 25 pieces? And you know, you do the 25, that's easy, right? Then you move up to 50 pieces and then, then you move up to 100 pieces, right? Oh, but when you get up to 200 now, it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother, the detail of that puzzle, them pieces get smaller. Oh, don't get up to 400 pieces. Oh, it might take us about a month to do a 400 piece puzzle because you looking at them puzzles, you looking at them pieces and everything look like it's supposed to go in the hole. And it takes some time. And see, that's how the Constitution is. It's a puzzle. And then he just pieces it together as you walk with him. So you walk with him with a small section of the puzzle. And then he says, all right, I'm going to give you this piece. And then you get another piece of the puzzle. Now, the picture looks a little bit better, but you still got a long ways to go, though, don't you? Ah, oh, but you, you, you could, before in your puzzle, you didn't see the stream. Now he gave you the piece. Now you see the stream now, right? You, you see what I'm saying? So that's how this word is. That's how this walk is. He pieces it together for you as you walk with him. So you may walk in an area with him for a season until he gives you the other piece of the puzzle. 
And then when he gives you the other piece of the puzzle, now he directs you in another direction. And the whole time what he's doing is preparing you and guiding you and building you to go higher. Because at the end of the day, his whole plan for you is for you to be exalted. But not exalted for you. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. This whole thing is always about him. Make sense? Right? So this is something we need to understand about a kingdom. Let us take this word. Let us take this series. Let us receive it. Let us mix it with faith. And, and, and if there is some things that you hear, you don't understand when you're in your private time, say, Father, I don't understand that. Father, help me understand it in a greater way. Reveal that to me so I can see that, so I can walk in that. And he will. Right? So this is what we've been talking about a kingdom. Understanding what this word is. Amen. Now, soon as he established himself, soon as the Holy Ghost came upon him, he, we know he came out of the wilderness and he came to talking. And he just wasn't talking about every and anything, was it? The Bible says in Matthew 4 and the 17th verse, you don't have to go there, I'm just talking, but you can write it down and go read it for yourself. He came out preaching. When he began preaching, the Bible says he started talking about a kingdom. When he came out, he started talking about a kingdom and he started talking about this kingdom and along with the kingdom, he said, y'all need to repent or in other words, change the way you've been thinking because the way you've been thinking up until the time when I have appeared has been totally off. He said, but now the kingdom is here and I need you to be able to be receive what I'm saying and if you receive what I'm saying, what I'm saying is going to change the way you've been thinking. He also taught in, in, in Luke, Luke 4. He's talked about how he came. He went out a different and he came and he preached. And he said, the reason that I'm here is to preach about the kingdom of God. That's the reason why he came. He came to reestablish the whole mindset and the concept of a kingdom to this earth. And he was always about the father's business. Didn't we, didn't we talk about that? Oh, he was always about the father's business. He was always about establishing and, and, and showing about this kingdom. Make sense? Y'all follow me on this? Okay, so now watch this. So the whole reason, the whole thing is all about a kingdom. Now, it's interesting that it was a process for us to even get him here. So to understand how a king even established himself here, you have to go back to the beginning. So let's let's go back to Genesis real quick. Go go with me to Genesis. If you will, go with me to Genesis. Because I've, I've said this, you know, plenty of times, but this is good sometimes to just go back and look at it for yourself. Right. So when you get to Genesis, skip over with me to the to the third verse. Third chapter, I'm sorry. Third chapter. When you get to that third chapter. Skip down with me to the 15th verse. Amen. Because this was a process. But now I love the Lord because he always does things first. Amen. Hallelujah. He established himself. He sets up a thing where he does it first. And that's why when Jesus came and Jesus did everything that he was supposed to do, he turned right around. He said, what? Now follow me. Do it my way. Follow him. He didn't say follow Paul. He didn't say follow the disciples. He said follow me and we are to follow him. And look what the father does here in Genesis. We are in Genesis. We understand what happened. We understand about the fall. We understand about the rebellion. We understand what happened at the tree. We understand they, 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 they bit of it, right? And then here he comes. He says, he said, what's going on? What has happened? And the first thing Adam did is said, what? It's that woman. Oh, that woman you gave me. If you wouldn't have gave me that woman, I wouldn't have messed up. If you wouldn't have gave me that woman, I still have some money in the bank. If you wouldn't have gave me that woman, okay, hallelujah. I'm just bringing it in the modern terms. But he said, what is that woman? And then he looked at the woman and the woman said, it's the snake. And then he looked at the snake and he, he dealt with the serpent. He dealt with that serpent. And then look at this right here in this verse right here. Watch this. Genesis 3, 15. We there? Watch what he says. And he said, I will. This is the father. This is our king talking. He said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shall bruise his heel. He is the very first person, very first 
words, the very first saying of a promise of a king coming. Because you got to remember him as God, we have to we have to start shifting the way that we see him, just not as God, but we have to see him as a king. Okay? So anytime you see the word God, just start training yourself to just say, when you see God, just say king. Right? King. And look, look what he said. The king then told him, he said, look, he said, I'm going to put enmity between you. And it's interesting how he did it because it's like, that, remember I, I was saying how he sometimes when he said, he said, your prophet is going to appear before all men, but it ain't so much men like we see here. It, I think, I believe it's more so on, from his level, it's the spirits. And it's like, okay, Satan, you, you want to, you want to use a woman? Let me show you how to use her. Let me show you how to use what I created. He said, you use the woman to bring about this downfall, right? Now, he said, now watch what I do. I'm going to use the same thing you did to bring it all back together again. You use the woman to open up the gates. I'm going to use the woman to close the gates. You use a woman to steal authority. I'm going to use a woman to steal it back from you. Are y'all with me on this? And it's like, let me show you how to really do it. I'm going to trump you. You're going to use a woman? Let me show you how to really use her. Right? And here he is, the first one to speak of a king coming. He says he's going to put enmity. He's going to put a hostile. He's going to put a, a, a barrier between the two seeds. He said, you're going to bruise his heel. But he's going to bruise your head. Or in other words, the authority is going to be given back. He's going to get the authority back. And it was always in the plan of the father. Let me tell you something about our father. Our father is never caught off guard. You can't sneak up on him. You can't pull one over him. You can't get over on him. You can't manipulate him. You can't deceive him. You can't do anything in secret with him. There's nothing you can hide from him. He knows it all. He sees it all. And he is there with you at all times. Hallelujah. Y'all understand who our father is. Y'all understand this king that I'm talking about and who he is and how awesome he is. You got you to gotta start seeing him like that, referencing him according to who he is. And he's the first one to speak it. Now, we understand who he is. We understand he's a spirit. So because he's a spirit and he limited himself to what happens down here in the earth, because he said, let us make man in our image. And then he turned around and said something else. He said, let them. Hallelujah. He said, let them. He didn't say let us have dominion down here. Because if he'd have said let us have dominion down here, then that wouldn't have, he wouldn't have gave us dominion. But he created us and then he turned around and gave us dominion in the earth. And once he did that, he limited himself his own power his own sovereignty and he put it in our hands he said now you are just like me create what you want to create the power is in your hands to create it are y'all with me on this so here he is speaking of a king coming but he himself couldn't really establish it here he needed others he needed men Men here in the earth to speak something. Are y'all with me on this? Let's go see. Let's go look at a couple of examples real quick as we bring it in, bring it on home. But now watch this. Go with me to Genesis. Now we're going to turn today. So y'all just follow me. And hey amen. If you miss it, just, just write it down. Hey amen. Genesis 49. Watch this now. When you get to Genesis 49, skip down with me to the 10th verse. Because he limited himself, so that means he needs some men to, to start talking. He needs some men to start dealing. Look at this, look at this verse right here in the 49th chapter of Genesis. This is Joseph speaking. Look what he said here in this 10th verse. The scepter. Now hold on. Now see, anytime you see that word scepter, you cannot see the word scepter and not associate it with a king because a king is the only one that has a scepter. So anytime you see that word scepter, you know a king is in the vicinity. There's a king he's talking about. There's a king he's pointing to. And look what Joseph said. 
Joseph said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come and until him, him, him shall the gathering of the people be. He's talking about someone. But let's keep going because that's just one example. Go with me to Numbers. Numbers, the 24th chapter. When you get over there, let me know. Amen. All you with phones and tablets, you're probably already there. But hallelujah. You know, pastor's old school. I like the Bible. Amen. I just like to flip. 24, when you get to the 24th verse, skip down with me to the 17th, uh, 24th chapter. Skip down with me to the 17th verse. Let me know when you're there. Amen. Watch this now. Catch this one. You just got through talking about a scepter. He said, him, the people are going to be gathered. Look at this verse right here. Numbers 24 and 17. I shall see him. Catch it. But not now. I shall behold him. But not nigh. There, catch it, will come a star out of Jacob. And a scepter. Uh-oh. There it is again. It's something about a kingdom. It's something about a kingdom being a star. A scepter. Look what it's going to do. It's going to rise. Look where it's rising out of. Out of Israel. And it shall smite the corners of Moab and destroy all the, the children of Seth. Now y'all see, here he goes again. He said, he said, I know of something, but I, it ain't yet. I see him. I don't see him yet. I, I know, but he ain't showed up yet. But there is a kingdom that's going to arise. There is one coming. Everybody's talking about this one coming. Let's go to Psalms real quick. Psalms, the second chapter. Turn over there with me. Let us lay this foundation of this person coming. Somebody's coming. Something is coming that's going to be greater than what we're seeing. Something is coming that's going to, that's going to establish some things and line some things up. Let me know when you get to Psalms, the second chapter. When you get there, skip down with me to the seventh verse. Look what it says. I will decree the decree. The Lord has said unto me, that rhymed on it, hallelujah, you tell me the Lord ain't a rapper. He said, I will decree the decree. The Lord has said unto me, thou art my uh-oh, son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thy inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Now, this is interesting because we understand that the Psalms are mainly the majority of it, if not the most, most of it is written by a king, King David. And here's King David talking about some another king. He said, look, he said, thy son, I'm going to have begotten thee, ask of me. And look what he said. And I'm going to give thee the heathen for what? For an inheritance. Hallelujah. You see, you was always in the mind of the father. You was always in the mind of this king. Because here he is in the second chapter talking about you. Because <laughs> we were the heathens we were the gentiles we were the ones without law and look what he's telling him he always thought about us before we were even created he said i'm gonna give you them as a inheritance he already knew how this thing was gonna work out we're talking about our king my king your king are y'all with me on this watch this let me show you another one let me show you another one go to isaiah for me isaiah y'all keeping up with me Hallelujah. We're working them fingers today, aren't we? Isaiah 42. I'm going to give you the word. I'm going to give you some scripture. Watch this. Isaiah, let me know when you get to 42. When you get there, skip down. Skip right there to the very first verse. You there? Watch this. Behold my servant, whom I uphold. Catch it. Mine elect. I elected him. I chose him. And whom my souls delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the who? Gentiles. Do you see who he's going to bring judgment to? The Gentiles. Who, who is he talking about there? Could that be us again? 
Do you see how valuable you are to the king? And you notice all of this is in the what? Old covenant. He said he was thinking about you way back then. And the whole time he's setting us up and letting them know that someone is coming. But he has to get others to say it because he has given dominion to men. And for him to have authority here in the earth, he needs a man to speak it. So once they speak it, he can start gathering. He can start gathering. What is he gathering? Those words, those words. They are getting the thoughts of the king and they're speaking it. And then you get this one, Isaiah, the seventh chapter, the 14th verse. And he said, the Lord himself will give you a sign. He said, y'all want a sign? The Lord going to give you a sign. And look what he said the sign's going to be. He said, behold... A virgin will conceive and bear a son, and I will call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel is literally meaning what? God with us. He said, you need a sign? I'm going to give you one. A virgin is going to conceive. She's going to have a son, and his name is going to be God with us. And he is going to be a king just like his father. Because his father is a king. So you got to understand only thing that can birth from the, the source of what things birth from automatically are attributed to what it is birthed from. So that's why we are all kings because we were birthed from a king. And you have to see yourself as a king. You have to believe that you're a king way before you try to live like a king. Because, see, the world will have you trying to live like something you don't even really fully believe. And if you don't fully believe you're a king, oh, it is a struggle to believe and act like a king. You got to believe you're a king before you live like a king. This is making sense to you. And the whole time, here he is. He's got different ones speaking it. He's got different ones saying it. Because you got to remember, he limited himself. He gave the men of the earth to who? To us. So for him to, for, 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 for the king to do anything here in the earth, he has to have a body, a yielded vessel to speak his thoughts. That's why he's telling us, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. So are you, as you stay in line with what I'm, he said, you're lining up with my thoughts. He said, we can get so in tune. He said, I just need somebody just to speak what I'm thinking. And if you can speak what I'm thinking, now what you've done, you set the stage for authority. Now, you've given him authority here in the earth once you've aligned yourself and spoke what he said. It's making sense. It's making sense. And he had to get men to do it. We've seen he got Daniel to do it. Daniel talked about the Messiah coming. Y'all remember we read about Daniel? He talked about the, the mountain got cut out and it, it crushed the iron and crushed. And then the mountain started going. Now, now, no, that don't make sense. When have you ever seen rock grow? But he said this mountain started growing until it took over the whole world. He got Daniel to speak in. We've seen some of the examples of King David. The one we went over is just one. All of Psalms is him talking about a king. Lift up you heads. Lift up thy head. Oh, ye get. Who's coming? The king is coming. He's talking about a king. The king himself recognized that there was one greater than him. He got Micah to start talking about it. And Micah spoke of this king coming, this Messiah coming. Jeremiah started talking about this king coming, this Messiah coming, this covenant that's going to break. He got the Malachi. Malachi got to talking about this one that's coming. Somebody's coming. This king coming. This Messiah's coming. There is one coming. He got all these different prophets to speak his idea. And as they spoke it, he grabbed it. And this one spoke it, he grabbed it. And this one spoke it, he grabbed it. And it leads us all the way to Luke. Go with me to Luke. Go with me to Luke. Go with me to Luke. When you get to Luke, skip with me over there to that first chapter. We get all the way to Luke, y'all. Look at this in Luke. It makes sense now. We get to Luke. Y'all in that first chapter? Skip down with me to the to the 31st verse. Luke 1, 31st. Catch this. 
<laughs> he comes down. He talks to her. He gives us a salutation. She was a little bit uh, um, uh, caught off guard by the salutation. But look what he says right here in the study first. And behold, this is the angel. Thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Here it is. Catch this. Look what the angel said. He shall be great. Oh, hallelujah. He said, this one that's coming out of your womb, he's going to be great. He shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him, catch it, the throne of his father, David. Lord, have mercy. That's something we can study on right there. Why? Why did he coin Jesus's throne to the throne of David? We'll have to walk that one day. Hallelujah. But for sake of time, we won't go there today. Watch this. And he, he, this Jesus, the one that you're going to birth, he shall reign, that means rule, over the house of Jacob for a little while, for some of the time, forever, and, and, I can't leave this out because you got to understand what you got in you. I can't, I can't leave this out because you got to understand what you're carrying. I, I cannot leave this out because leaving this out makes this apart from him. And this is who he is. This is what he has. This is, this belongs to them. He said, and his kingdom there shall or will be no end. He said, his kingdom. It's not going to be an end. His kingdom. His, his kingdom that has been gifted to him by the Father. His kingdom that has been transferred over to him by the Father. His kingdom. His kingdom. Will be no end. There'll be no defeating it. There'll be no destroying it. There'll be no getting over on it. It is his kingdom. And here he is. You see the first glimpse of this Messiah. That they've been talking about for all these years. Thousands of years they've been talking about this person coming. Here's this angel now standing before Mary and saying, This, 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 this one that you probably heard about, you're it. You're gonna conceive him. His name is Jesus. He's gonna be great. He's gonna be the son of the highest. Oh God, are y'all seeing this? Y'all catch what he's saying? And then he said, Look, he's gonna reign over the house of Jacob and his kingdom. They will never be an end. Or in other words, it will not be destroyed. Didn't say it won't try. Didn't say the attacks weren't coming. Didn't say he wouldn't be persecuted. It just said his kingdom will last through it all. No matter how many rocks they throw, no matter how much they slander his name, no matter how much they try to say he's false in faith, no matter how much they try to say it's not real, no matter how much they say you don't have to do all of that, no matter how much they say it's a fairy tale and you just got it there so you can, so you can feel emotionally good when you just, so you have to make up this God to feel emotionally good in your mind, no matter about all of that. Isn't it interesting? After all the years, <laughs> of what he has gone through the lives that have died the people that have lost their lives for standing for righteousness that this name Jesus is still here it's still here and out of all of the rocks that's been thrown at it and all of the spears and all of the bullets that's been shot at it after the smoke clears he's, he's still here he's still standing why are they so scared? If it wasn't real, why such an attack on it? Come on, y'all. Come on. Walk with me. Why such an attack on something that ain't real? Why such an attack on something that ain't, that ain't, that that's false, that doesn't work, that has no power? So a lot of people say, so why do you attack it? Why do they pick at us? Why do they talk about us? Why do they scoff at us so much if what we say we believe don't work? It must be something to it. It's got to. The attack on it is too strong. Something is there. And we understand people do things out of ignorance. He himself said, Father, forgive them for they what? They don't know no better. Right? But here it is. He took all those words. He brought them. He said, Ah, oh, Mary. You the one. 
Oh, you about to conceive something. And, and Mary, now, of course, you got to understand, she kind of caught off guard. She kind of looking too. And even she said, she said, well, how this going to work? Knowing that I ain't never been with nobody now. Hallelujah. I ain't never, I ain't never did this. So how am I going to get pregnant? Because I do know how I work. I let you know she knew how I work. But she said, I ain't never did that. So how this going to work? And he told her, he said, look, look, don't you worry. Don't you worry. He said, look, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, he going to come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. And, <laughs> and look at it. He said, the power is going to overshadow. Therefore, also, this holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. He said, don't you worry about it. The Holy Ghost has been capturing these seeds for years. <laughs> because the Bible tells us that the sower sows a seed. And then he tells us what that seed is. He said, the seed is the word of God. And all these years, King David, someone's coming. Micah, someone's coming. Jeremiah, someone's coming. Isaiah, a son is coming. A son is coming. His name is going to be my uh, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, the father himself spoke. You got Joseph speaking. All of these men here in the earth are speaking of someone coming. And every time they spoke it, it was a seed and the Holy Ghost say yes. Father, King, the time is here. And the king said, I know. Go do your thing. And she said, how this going? He said, don't you worry. Don't you, you ain't got to do nothing. Watch, watch. The Holy Ghost is going to come. He's going to overshadow you. And he's going to deposit in you the seeds that he's been gathering for years. And it's going to be so amazing. You're going to be pregnant by the most high God. Now, I love this because in my studying of this, I found out that once she was pregnant, because you got to understand, the blood of Jesus was perfect. It was untainted. And it's interesting to me. <laughs> See, when I started thinking about this, I was like, oh my God, you are so far ahead of the game. He created the woman that once she's pregnant, that her blood doesn't mix with the fetus. So the fetus has his own blood. So for nine to ten months, she's got this human being in her womb. She's feeding it. It's getting nutrients. But when it comes to the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, there's no mixture of the blood. So that's why when she was carrying the holies of holies, the son of the most high, the king of heavens and earth, the creation of all creation. It, it, it blows my mind that the very thing created himself. Oh, God. See, see this, when you start really thinking about how, how did Jesus, how did, he get, how did he make it? The word created himself. It was the word. The word created himself. And he is the word. Hallelujah. He said, let me show you how to do this thing. I'm the word and the word is going to create itself. And I'm going to take that word and wrap it in flesh. And I'm going to come through a woman. The same way sin and all of his kin came through a woman. He said, I'm going to trumpet. I'm going to show you how to really use this woman. Yeah, yeah. you, you used her for the short end. But he, he said, I'm going to really show you how to do this thing. And he said, I'm going to put in her something that's going to be for the whole world to be saved. Now, I'm going to establish something. I'm going to reestablish my kingdom through her womb. I'm going to wrap myself in flesh. And I'm going to step down on this earth that I created. And walk amongst it for some years and put back in place that was lost from the very beginning of time. And he said, I'm going to do it for them. Thank you, Lord. 
Why? Because of his namesake. I got a reputation to uphold. I got a name to uphold. The people will look at my people and say, "What? God, why they serving God? Look at them. Look at." He said, "Uh, uh, uh, uh. Not mine. Not mine. Not mine. I'm gonna get it back." And he came down and he established himself through the room of Mary. So here she is carrying this seed. It's interesting. She knows what it is. But she's carrying it. She finally gets to the place where she she births it, right? Now go with me here. Go with me over to Matthew. We're bringing it home now. Go with me to Matthew. Let me show you this. Matthew, the second chapter. We're coming on home. Oh, I see the landing. Oh, we almost there though. But I see it. I see it. We landing. Watch this. Here we are, Matthew. She's carried it. She's done her job. Husband almost left her. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the king. Correcting that because he almost kicked up to the curb. He had to come visit him in the night hour and give him a dream and let him know, hey, hey, bro, 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 this is me, this is me. You better hold on to that. That's a, Hold on to that one, right? So he held on to her. Now watch this. Matthew 2nd, first verse, we there? Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Watch this. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod, the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Oh, God, that's a beautiful story, isn't it? Ah, oh, we've heard for years, we grew up for years that it was what? Three wise men. Ah, oh, but we're going to let the word speak for itself. Did the word say three wise men? Ah, oh, hallelujah. So let's don't add nothing in there that, ain't, ain't, that he ain't say. Hallelujah. He just said some wise men. Now, when you do the history on these wise men, they call these wise men magi in some places, a magi. When you think about a magi, when you look up that word magi, the word magi simply means this, ruler. Or in other contexts, kings. So here are kings seeing something, searching for a king. Now, the thing you need to understand about kings is that kings are always trying to outdo other kings. <laughs> they ain't not really so concerned about the people, but the people now are a part of their reputation, but it's not so much. They ain't trying to show out for the people. They really trying to show out for other kings. They trying to trump another king. So I'm going to bring you this gift and all this gold. And let me see if you trump it. Now, the interesting thing about a king is that once you give to a king, a king cannot give you back what you gave. Because if you come with eight donkeys full of gold, I got to send you back with 18. Oh, God. See, when you said I understand about kings and how giving to a king and how it works. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. You open up a little more when it comes to giving. That's why I always tell you, you can't never give a king. He will trump you every time because he has to because he say, I'm a king. And you come giving this? Oh, let me show you something. Let me show you what I'm working with. Are you with me? Here are these magi. They come searching. These wise men come searching from the east to Jerusalem saying, catch it. <coughs> Excuse me. Where is he that is born of the Jews? Catch. <clears throat> For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Oh, God. Now, y'all remember when we first started reading, what did uh, uh, Numbers say? That there was a star that arose. Oh, are y'all catching it? Are y'all seeing it? Are y'all seeing? It? See, everything is just—it just has to be fulfilled. There was a star that arose, and here are these magi. Now, these magi aren't worshippers of Jesus; they're pagans. Now, pagan doesn't mean that they didn't worship gods. Most times, when you hear the word pagan, pagans worship gods, but it's just that gods, many gods. These in particular were more like astrologers, so they really studied the stars. They understood about the stars, the alignment of stars. Amen. We see a lot of that today, don't we? 
What's your sign? Get out of here with that. Let me tell you something. <laughs> All of that from the pits of hell. Hallelujah. All right. He's going to leave that right there. I ain't going to touch on that right now. I could, but I ain't going to touch on that right now. But here are these magi. Here are these rulers. Here are these kings aligning, seeing the star. They know it's something about this star caught their attention. And they recognize after they did their research, after they, did, they, they got an understanding that this star means that a king is born. A ruler is born. And obviously, the way that it was aligned, the way that it shined, mean that this king had to be great. Greater than them. And remember the angel, what he told Mary? He said, you're going to born birth, you're going to name him Jesus. And then he said, what in that next verse? And he will be Oh, Holly, come on. See the puzzle. See the puzzle. See the puzzle. See the puzzle. So here they are. They see this, the star. Hold on. They're looking in there. Hold on. This isn't on our books. What? That means there has to be a king. Look how, look how bright it is. He's a great king. And here they are. They've come seeking for a king. And they say, we've seen his star. And we need to know where he is because we've come to worship him. Now, this is got to catch it. Got to look at it for what it is. Here are kings who are surrounded by worship. These kings are always getting honor. They always getting worshiped. These kings. These kings seeing a star recognize what it meant. Left their worship. Oh, God, y'all got to see what this is. They left their worship to go worship. They left all of their praise and all of their honor to go honor one that was greater than them. And they say, look here, Harry. We seen the star. Where is he? We've come to worship him. Something about this one is a little different. We've come to worship him. We've stepped in to bow down to him. We're used to being bowed down to, but something about this one is worthy of us showing up. Now, they, 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 they've told us over the years it was three wise men. You get different theologians, different ideas. They really don't know how many men it was, to be totally honest with you. When I looked it up, you couldn't really find a real solid answer. I just use my own common sense to think about a king, right? Usually kings, when they travel, they travel with an entourage, right? So here are these kings traveling. I'm sure they wasn't just traveling by themselves. I'm sure they had others that came with them because usually as a king, you have courts. So usually as a king, then you probably have a general. You probably have lieutenants. You probably have people and a hierarchy that follows behind you. And a lot of times when the king goes, so does his court or his entourage. Hmm, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are y'all with me on this? Right? So he has ones that go with him when he, so if, if, if it's multiple kings, magi that are rulers, kings that are, that are leaving, they have their entourage coming with them. Now they're all, all of them are coming. It ain't just one with gifts. All of them are coming with gifts because they are following their king. This king say, we found one that's greater than us. We need to find him and we need to worship him. We got to bow to him. This one right here is greater than our stuff. And they come with gifts because they know if I can put the pressure on them, this king's got to give me something way better than what I'm giving so they come bearing gifts. And they say, Herod, where is he? We see a star in the east, and we are come to worship him. Now, of course, Herod heard these things, and he was a little, he was a little bestowed. So he said, Look here, look, I don't know what you're talking about. This is all new to me. But I tell you what, when you find him, come back and holler at me. Let me know when you find him, right? But now watch this. Skip down with me to the that same chapter. Skip down with me to the to the 10th verse. Matter of fact, let's just go and read nine. Nine first. Y'all there? When they had heard, when they, when they heard the king, watch this, they departed and lo, 
catch this, the star, the star which they saw in the east west, east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, look at this, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy because they say, here it is, we found him. Now catch this. And when they were come into the house, into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down. Stop. Now hold on. Hold on. Hold on now. Because see, you've got to remember what, what the angel told Mary. He said his name going to be Jesus. He's going to be great. He's going to be the son of the most high. He got to have a kingdom. His kingdom is never going to be to an end. So she's holding on to these words. Now she's giving birth to this very thing that the angel told her about. She's named him Jesus. And then all of a sudden she's sitting in the living room and the door opens and here come all these people. And she can recognize them by what they're wearing to know this ain't just no regular today saints. I'm looking at their garb and their garb is expensive. The hats and the the robes and the, the jewelry that's in there and the shoes that they're wearing. These aren't just normal people. And here they are filling up this house. And when they come in and see the child that I'm holding, they bowed. They fell down. We read this? Are we reading this together? Hallelujah. Don't you think I'm just making it up? Look what it said. They fell down and look, they ain't fall down and say, he's, they fell down and did what? Worship him. Worship him. They begin to worship him. They begin to honor him. These were kings. They bowed to a king. Now, this is another mystery. This is another mystery. Usually, when you go to see and trump a king, the king has been established for years. He's gained wealth, he's gained honor, he's got territory. God, Jesus, y'all got to see this. Jesus, help them to see it. And here are these magi, here are these kings saying there's one greater than me. They come in and they see him and bow down and he's a baby. They come bringing gifts. This baby don't know nothing about no gifts. This baby don't know nothing about no treasures. He don't know nothing about no magi. But they come in and recognize him as a king. Y'all got to see this. And they came bowing and worshiping him. And they came bearing gifts. Look what it said next. He says they worship and they open. Look what it said. Their treasures. That's an S. Y'all know what S mean on the end of a word. That's plural. That's, a, that's treasure. That's more than one. They presented unto him gifts. Gifts. You think one box of gold? You think that's why we just came with one box? Because that's what's been told us, you know. That's where they get this. This is kind of where they get the idea of the three wise because of the, the, the three gifts that are named here. But no, 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 no. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Our king didn't get no one box. He got golds, frankincense, <laughs> and mirrors. Mars. Now, I know they ain't put no S on it. I know. You say, well, Pastor, you just said don't add to it. I think I can add a little bit here because they said gifts. <laughs> gifts. It wasn't just no one box of gold because you got to remember they are, they are traveling and they have an entourage. All of them came with gifts. Here is Jesus being born and he come to the earth loaded. Jesus was not poor. I want y'all to understand this. You know, you got to be humble. You got to, you can't, Jesus wasn't poor. Now, he wasn't extravagant. He wasn't lavish. But obviously, you better know he wasn't poor. He always had men giving it to his bosom. The whole time he walked here, you think he wasn't walking and, and healing folks and raising folks from the dead and family members wasn't giving to him? You go raise a person from the dead. Watch what happened to you. It. Somebody child and you step in there and you say rise and they get up. Oh, the checks are coming. I don't care what you say. <sighs> Y'all but that and I'm not I know it's not funny, but I'm just being realistic. 
all of what he did, you know people was giving it to him. He wasn't out there asking for it. He wasn't out there praying for it. He was just doing what the father showed him to do. And he moved and deal. And them folks was happy. All of a sudden, the person that was dead now is up. The one who couldn't hear, now he can hear. The one that was blind, now they see. The one who couldn't talk, now they talking. The one that was dumb, now they in their right mind. You better get this check. You better get this, this fine linen. You better get this, these expensive oil. Y'all better know that. Watch this. Jesus, he had a treasurer. Why you need a treasurer if you ain't got no money? That's like you needed a bank account. What you need a bank account if you ain't got no money? Why you need a bank account if you ain't got no money? Come on, y'all. He wasn't poor. And here he is as a baby. Loaded. Loaded. And they recognized him as a king. And a king is born. A son is given. And something is on his shoulders. The government of this kingdom that he's a part of. He's reestablishing something that was here in the earth. And he stepped in the day, maybe the first, second day of him stepping in. Here they come. Look what we have for you. They come worshiping and bearing gifts from king to king. And let me tell you something. If they can recognize him as a king, oh, come on. What we doing? Oh, y'all better catch it. If they can see him as a king, what are we doing? If they can honor him and worship him as king, then what are we doing? What? Make sure that you ain't falling shorter than them. Because these are pagans. They worship all kind of gods. But there was something about this star that told them about this one here. That they brought their whole entourage and stepped in and they bowed. They left worship to worship. Worship who? Our king. Our king. The king of who? Not just the king of Israel. But the king of the world. The king of the heathens. The king of the Gentiles. Are y'all catching this? He's our king. And here he is presented to the whole world. And he wasn't here broke. He was good. Trust me. He was comfortable all his days. Because he was what? A king. Are y'all seeing this? Is this making sense? Y'all see, this is, this is, this is our father. This is our king. And he wants us to understand. He said, he said, I need them to see him for who he is show them how he came so they can see him from the very beginning of his birth how they approached him and how they saw him and as we see him as they saw him it should help you to see him that way if not even greater this is Jesus they came in doing Jesus like hold on let me make sure they they not doing me let me make sure they they ain't trumping me I'm not finna let no man y'all trump me. They weren't even they they weren't even serving him. And here we are serving him, and we becoming. Come on now, we 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 the ones say we serving him, and, we, and I'm talking about the body now. We be falling short on serving him, and here these magi serving all kind of gods, and they say, hold on, something about this one though, something about this one, something about this one. This one's a little different. So we thank God for what He did and how He did it. And he stayed within the lines and in the boundaries of who he is. Because he'll never go against his word. Because if he did, everything would disintegrate. So even in your struggles and in your hardships, he'll never go against his word. His word will stay true. He'll stand by his word and watch you go through. Because he what? Because he's saying, I've already given you my word to, to make it through anything you face. Are y'all with me on this? And see, he know his word work because we just seen it. <laughs> he the heavens he know his word work he watched his word come to pass with his son oh god are y'all with me on this so he said I got a king there they, they don't know that a king came a king established some things a king came and got that which was lost for all of them to believe and receive it and be a part and inherit a kingdom because of what Jesus Christ did so we honor him
We bless him. Baby Jesus. Teenage Jesus. Adult Jesus. Glorified Jesus. We honor him all. Because of, because of him and him alone. I'm going to say that again. Because of him and him alone. There is no other name that a man can be saved here in the earth. There is no other name that a man can be saved here in the earth. There is no other name that a man or one man can be saved here in the earth. It is only by that name. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And his name is Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And if they don't believe it, that's between them and Jesus. If they don't go after it, it's between them and Jesus. I'm sold on it. We'll not go back. It's Jesus and Jesus alone. Are y'all with me on this? Make sense? And you stand right there. Because he is our king. King of Lord of Lords. We thank him and we honor him. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Get the Lord a hand. I, Pastor Omar Ellison, Lady Ellison, and the Salt and Light family would like to thank you for joining us in today's broadcast. You can visit us at 1350 East Mayhan Drive, which our service times are every Sunday at 12 noon and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. You can also visit us at Facebook and YouTube at Salt and Light Covenant Church or visit us at our website at saltandlightcovenant.com. We thank you again, and until next time, you be blessed.